Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Maddie D and myself preview all the gridiron action for the weekend of September 23rd, 2017. That includes week four of college football and week three in the NFL. We go through both of those, so check out the timestamps if you want to skip around. And then we go into our cold hard locks for the NFL to wrap things up. But as always, please go like and share the podcast, subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG is the handle there. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, ThunderBlogSports is the handle, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But, as always, enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Matty D. What's up, buddy? One day from the weekend, and... Couple days away from the Eagles' home opener, Woo! fired up for that. Could be more fired up, no doubt. Okay, I can't no. wait, and I know we're gonna get there, but I can't wait to watch them shovel up Eli Manning's splattered remains all over the Lincoln Financial Field after that deep defensive line for us gets through. Throttle, we'll get there though. <laughs> so week four for college football, week three for NFL is what we're looking at for the weekend of September 23rd and 24th. Of course, we do need to recap the events of last weekend. And we start with uh, probably one of the most entertaining golf tournaments that I've played in. One of the only golf tournaments I've ever played in the first ever, and hopefully first of many thunder cups, Morning round went pretty well. We were both victorious on our opposite sides. We actually, so what we did was we did a Ryder Cup style. We did it instead of if you win a match, you get a point. We did the total number of holes you won by. You got that many points. And it's a good thing we did, Matt, because we tied in the morning. So my team, thanks to a somewhat big win by my my group and a giant win by Tommy and, and uh, Jake S., shout out to them. We were up seven. But you... uh. You weren't going down without a fight. I'll say that. Well, I mean, I got to be honest. A little disheartening after the morning. Just, you know, it's what happens, especially in, in team matches when a couple guys are playing well. You know, it was uh, hard coming into the afternoon knowing you you really had to have some individuals kind of go after it a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, it was oh, a great yeah. – I mean, first of all, the whole day, though, was so fantastic. I'm like so fired up for next week's great feed uh, next year's great feedback from everybody as well who joined us. Would obviously love to have more and more people in the future, especially because I'm sure not everyone will be able to make it. <clears throat> uh, I will say though, starting off the day on a 175 yard ish par three was yeah. uh, pretty intimidating, particularly for that first group. <laughs> yeah, well, they um, yeah, they we. I still think we might have made the right. We were debating if we made the right or wrong decision sending the lower handicaps off first to try to keep everybody moving. Once higher, they got higher, talked higher to by the Ranger, it got it got going. So yeah, jury's out if that was a good decision or not. But yeah, um, well, we we needed, we needed a big afternoon though, and 
you know, I, and mean, I, I learned the number one rule of, uh, of 36. Don't, don't try to be a hero all day. You need to save your shots. Yeah. I played very well in the morning. Even if I had played that well, I think you might have still won. But you oh, – I had a pretty good afternoon against you. You put the team on your back. You were well, Greg Jennings. So did Jack. I, my, my brother my brother That's was true. trained your as well. He, he well. kind of took over too. And I, I'll tell you, we got to the 18th not knowing where the scores were. Yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately, although we made a couple tr- jaws drop when we gave them our combined point total, yeah. uh, the red team – the communists, they took it by three. George, congratulations. The internationals uh, with our Canadian with our Canadian uh, delegate. <laughs> Jake, first oh. ever Thunder Cup trophy goes to you guys, rightfully deserved, although I'm sure you'll be out for blood next year in revenge against me, um, as you should be. Um, we should do a World Series, like you and me. Like, not for any sort of trophy or anything, but like, you and I just travel some places, like just for our own pride. Um, I'm all right with that. Yeah, because especially now that it, now that you've played Lights Out, I expect that every time. Like that's there's <laughs> always like the sitcom Good. or like the kit, the slacker. I always like like Growing Pains, Mike Seaver, like always gets F, then he gets the A minus. Like, <laughs> right. I need that every time. That's what I need. I need like a 79 from you every time. We'll go after it. We'll go after it. I mean, I'll tell you what, it was a big win for you, but. Um, I thought I thought the afternoon went swell for the De Stefano brothers, and yeah, and for the true. De Stefano, this is De Stefano. Uh, let's call it Lucas connection as Mr. Ben Schmeren also had a fantastic. Yeah, he went two and zero. Yeah, he, he went two and zero as well. But it was In really the of Pittsburgh, and it was really the morning that dug that big hole for us. That not even some epic performances in the afternoon, and a f- combined fourteen point. Me and Jack Tusum couldn't even bring it home one. in the end. I know. Uh uh, but it was a great time. And also, me and uh, Jake not not doing so well. Uh, but well, I think the front nine was a fun, tough for me. But after that, you kind of I mean, you settled a little bit in the back. But yeah, the front nine was tough for me. The the heat, the random mid September Jersey heat, really <laughs> got after me. Uh, but I I knew there was the one shot that I knew that just wasn't my afternoon, and it was definitely yours. Was you're pinned behind a tree for those watching or can imagine it. You're less than a golf ball away from a tree trunk. And Matt just kind of slaps his club right down on it and puts it to like 20 feet, nails the par putt to have the hole. And I, I was, I'm like, this is, uh, I don't know what to do. It's, it's, well, not, the, it's his day. It's not that, my day. That was the 10th hole. And um, you know, came in up, up big. And yeah. I, I knew, I knew I needed to at least not allow you to get any. Hope. You were up five. And I was up five. And it's not like because you actually did win with five holes to play. You beat me six and five, but then ended up winning up nine, which is yeah. what matters. But that, I mean, you're up five in the tenth hole. You even were almost about to concede, and that would have been four with eight to play, which is tough. But it, it could have been possibly done. You still played incredibly well. Um, but it, I mean, overall, I'd say incredible day. Everybody had a blast from at least who I talked to. Uh, the the two true uh, endurance champions were myself and, and Mr. Ryan White, the birthday boy, making it all the way to Fogo, um, <laughs> which I'd never been before. Fogo to Chow, oh, I'm superb so job. Yeah. So bummed. Yeah, next year. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll go somewhere where we eat at the club so we all have it. Hopefully, Jack gets a hole-in-one so he's buying us all beers. Now that he's <laughs> you know, Mr. Big Money in New York City, he'll buy us all beer. Um, 
but let's go go right into it. Um, we'll give you more updates as we get back into the golf season. Uh, but football, that's what we're all here for. It's why it's the, well, the fun V tailgate can go everywhere, I guess, but okay. it starts with football. It ends with football tonight. College football week three was, it still had a good matchup. We talked about this last week, good slate and some great, uh, storylines to, to come out of it. Um, definitely it's hard to ma- to match week two though, but I still had an entertaining time catching up on highlights the next day. I, was in the airport for most of the day and and in my hotel room because uh, I went went away for work. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Matt, what was your biggest takeaway from week week three? Well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't as big of a week, say for you know, um, you know, for some of the bigger matchups we've seen, um, and we saw some teams do what we expected them to do. I thought, I thought some teams made big time statements. Oklahoma State really being number one on my book. I know Pitt. Tough coming off of a week where you play Penn State. But still, you know, they're at home. Maybe they put up a little bit of a fight out of the score, honestly. Oklahoma State won 59-21, to and that's because they they let up at halftime. I mean, they, they could have smoked Pitt out. I think it put Oklahoma on notice. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I thought it was also a time for some teams to make some statements. Um, and that would be my biggest one. I was very impl- impressed with Oklahoma yeah. State. And uh, we'll get to them a little later when we talk, but that was a big one for me. Yeah, that that's definitely a nice statement win. I was, I mean, we kind of, we were peppering your brother about this a little bit of, of going on Penn State and, and Oklahoma State if you want to qualify them in this. But there's a number of undefeated teams that really haven't fully been tested yet, given how Pitt, I mean, they covered or they didn't let Penn State cover. They, you know, and they played okay and you're right they could have been a lot worse uh there's some teams including you know our darling wolverines who and penn state's also in there that haven't really played a ton penn state obviously goes on the road for a huge game but we'll get into that um it was interesting though that there were a lot kind of on the same note of michigan that there were a lot of games that were a lot closer than they needed to be michigan once again, had kind of a wonky day on offense. Uh, they win by 16 over Air Force. Um, the, the cadets play in their second game. Uh, USC coming away with a double overtime thriller against Texas. I mean, whatever for whatever reason, this is coming quite the, the interesting rivalry. And Alabama, you know, they, they only won by 18 points, but you think Colorado State coming on the road, they've played a couple extra games, first true away game. You, know, you think Nick Saban, he would, he'd really pump down on the gas and, and really run over him. So I thought that was really interesting that there were a lot of closer games than they needed to be and never really was afraid of the upset alert. But the fact that it was, you know, in the realm of ATS upsets kind of kind of had me a little shocked. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was a week where we saw some teams probably looking ahead to major conference play. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why you saw the – Crap week. I will say I think you've seen kind of a up-down early on from USC. And mm-hmm. uh, they will probably may not be afforded that same opportunity with a surprise 3-0 and Cal team who many – we picked to not have as great of an early start right. as they have. And they – they look better than expected, so they're going to get tested again, USC, and uh, they really need to pick it up. My concern was, you know, you watch some of these other teams like Michigan struggle against Air Force, but 
they struggled offensively. Their defense has still scored as many touchdowns as they've um, given up on defense, which is amazing. Um, but you know, if you're USC, uh, I know you beat Stanford. That was a big time win. But you got to you got to get up for the for the not ranked opponents as well. Now, then again, Stanford went ahead and lost um, late late in the evening last week to San Diego State. So maybe they're not as yeah. Good. So I should have said fully out because there were late losses, especially right. by those Pac-12 teams. But if you're USC, I mean. You now need Texas to do really well uh, to kind right. of keep your reputation high, mm-hmm. especially in a in a season where you know when we look at some of these top teams. I mean, there's going to be five to six teams really vying for a spot, and just like with say yeah. Penn State last year, I mean, you know, if your record's close, they'll put a team in that they think is better, um, even if you know they have another loss or so. So, I think that was important. I'll tell you what, definitely. Shocked by some SEC teams, both good and bad. Vanderbilt goes and takes out Kansas State, one of the best coach, coach teams in the country. Shout out to Ben here. They're, they're going to play Alabama this week in a game that I'm sure Alabama circled as an easy win. While LSU went in and got throttled. I mean, absolutely 37-7 smoked out of nowhere by Mississippi State. Which I think shows you that the SEC is not this conference that it used to be, other than Alabama. Yeah. Which, yeah, I agree. And, and even Auburn, they only came away with a fourteen-point win over Mercer. So I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's yeah, it's they're in a weird spot. And right. and Georgia, a team that we kind of thought, oh, are they? Where are they? Where are they going to sit? I mean, they almost look like the the SEC East is practically theirs at this point. They actually looked they looked pretty well last Sunday. Granted, it's against Samford, uh, but still, I mean, putting up yeah. 42 points and basically sitting everybody in the fourth quarter isn't a isn't an easy feat, right? I, I do think you know, and I so to me, Georgia now has kind of separated themselves early with some big time wins. Yeah. By the way, Notre Dame, um, and they've got a big matchup this week against Hot Shot Mississippi State. So we're going to learn about a lot about them. I think Georgia, you know, they, they lose East in their quarterback. That's kind of a tough blow early, but they've kind of bounced, they bounced back. They've got a great running back in Nick Chubb. You know, are they going to be the ones that challenge Alabama in uh, the SEC? I don't know if they have a challenger right now, really, in the SEC. Yeah. Um, I mean, Auburn's always going to be a tough game, so I, you know, you can never count that one out. But if Alabama wins out, they've done their job because they beat Florida, a great Florida State team, early. So, um, you know, I'm, I think it's an amazing. And I, I, I was fascinated to read some articles about how, because of Alabama's dominance, you've seen t- coaching turnovers um, you know, in, in the SEC that may be hurting the conference. So Alabama's dom- co- dominance may have caught up because these other historically great programs are demanding the same kind of excess, uh, success that you're just not going to get because Alabama is a true dynasty right now. And, and it might be a shame. You might be – Coaches are you know, too quick, are getting are getting pulled and fired too quickly in the SEC because they can't compete with one of the greatest runs in college football history, five of the last ten national championships yep. in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it, that's a really good point. It's just interesting that you're seeing you're seeing a lot of, like you just said, a lot of turnover, a lot of kind of disappointment because you can't match with greatest coaches, if not the greatest. Uh, that's a bold statement, but one of the greatest college coaches ever. Um, and it's just tough. I mean, everybody was kind of power grabbing, you know, five years ago, basically a little longer than that, but 
to get different teams in there. And it kind of stinks if you're the Missouri or you're the Texas A&M, Texas A&M more so because they play Bama every year um, that have kind of gotten this, this unfortunate draw of having to play, play a great Alabama team. But then in those off years, they have the Auburns, they have the Floridas, they have, I mean, even Mississippi and Mississippi state in the last couple of years or really Mississippi a few years ago, but, you know, um, it, it's just been interesting and in how the, how that's all rolled in. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I think it. I think you're looking at an SEC that now is more entrenched in teams ranked in the 20s almost. Yeah. And you used to have five, you know, five teams in the top 15, you know, three up at the top. And I think that's a little different now. We're seeing a little more parity, which is good, although we're still seeing the same team at the top. I thought I, thought I, I got an interesting argument uh, this week about – how we're ranking the teams because probably the biggest game, not probably the biggest game of the weekend had to be Clemson Louisville Clemson, even though Lamar Jackson had some statistical success, really bottled up the Heisman trophy winner. And I thought kind of put their stamp on the fact that they're, they're clearly the defending champions and clearly have the talent to do it again. And yet they're still Mm -hmm. ranked number two. And the point that I was, that I heard was made was, well, Alabama, they get they get preferential treatment like someone said, like Dallas. And I said, well, here's the difference: Dallas gets preferential treatment. They're America's team. Um, I don't quote unquote right, but Alabama's won. They've won five of the last ten. They're in every national championship game. I mean, I know they lost to Clemson in the last second, um, you know, touchdown, and it was one of the best games ever. And Clemson beat them. I mean, no doubt, one of the historically greatest defenses you know, in college football history and Alabama got torched by Deshaun Watson and company, but you know, Clemson is a national title, you know, defending national champions and they've done nothing but prove themselves. Now, should they be ranked number one? Eh, I can see the merits to that, but it was a fascinating argument because Alabama, they played Florida state and we know how good they're going to be again. And yes, there is some bias though. I think, whether it's the AP or the coaches poll, that Alabama is the number one team because of their past success more than any other program. Yeah, that's an interesting argument. I mean, part of it too is what the college football playoff poll has has started to show us is that the, I mean, the AP polls is you get put there beginning of the season and you don't move unless really you lose or you don't beat a bad team by enough points. And the latter only really happens through the first couple weeks. Um, granted, we're still w- within the first few weeks of the football season, but when you're playing quality opponents, when you're a team like Alabama who has the pedigree, it's tough for like to really move that rock from the you know the top yeah. of the stack. Yeah. Um, we'll see though how the committee does it. We've seen numerous times a team that was third in the AP poll and, and remains in third through the through the the college football playoff poll put it fifth put it sixth so we'll, we'll see what happens of course um that's assuming everybody stays where they are now and, and but it, it's interesting how those polls play out that way yeah no i i uh oof i i mean it, it it's just a great argument i i do think it's going to work itself out regardless because both are going to start to play you know although mm, I am saying I don't know if Clemson, because of Florida State's – and then, by the way, one of the games to watch this weekend I'll get to is Florida State mm-hmm. because how are they going to respond, um, you know, with with a young – they've only played one game and we're in week four because of um, the hurricane issue. So 
How are they going to respond with the new quarterback? They play um, they play North Carolina State, a team that I think some people thought was going to be pretty decent this year. Good early test to see if when the time comes they'll be able to compete with Clemson on the field because Clemson's defense may be the best in the country and their pass rush is definitely the best. So Clemson may not be as challenged as Alabama. I know we just talked about how the SEC is down, but I don't I don't know if I love a lot of ACC teams now, now that they've gotten through Louisville. I mean, Vatek is there as well. So I want to totally put through the conference, but um, could be interesting. Clemson might have an easier finishing schedule than Alabama. But, um, I mean, I think if we look ahead to this week, I know I touched on Vanderbilt, Alabama, USC, Cal, NC State, Florida State is great matchups. Uh, anything else? And I, we, we touched on Georgia, Mississippi State a little bit. Anything else that jumps out to you on the schedule this coming week? Yeah, so there's a couple for me. Uh, a couple in the Big Ten. Uh, one tomorrow night that's in the Pac-12. Number 23, Utah traveling down to Rich Rod and the Wildcats of Arizona. Uh, U- Utah comes in at only, I believe, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road over under 56 saying that it you know it should be a shootout that's a total of i believe eight touchdowns uh, am i doing the math right there um some yeah um but regardless yeah i mean that, that'll be a good game arizona coming off to a nice little start you and i were both a little down on them but road road challenge for the U to are cracking their way into the top 25 um also in the pack 12 actually so two pack 12 two big 10 rematch of last year's championship game with washington traveling to colorado uh an interesting test there colorado off to a hot start at three you know kind of in a similar boat that they were last year except at this point they had already lost to michigan who's a team i'll touch on in a second um so it'll be an interesting game if colorado plays them tight at home uh that could be a really nice win for the huskies and it could help them out as the season goes along, especially as USC has, you know, interesting bumps, if you will, they, uh, as they've been playing, not necessarily potholes or anything like that that they've, that they've fallen into. But um, my other two games are the two big 10 games. We've talked about this before, Purdue and Indiana, those two Indiana schools, not easy outs. Uh, they will potentially give the Wolverines a tough time. Um, so it'll be interesting there. Michigan's only a 10 point favorite, uh, but the big one you got to think about is Penn state, Iowa, Iowa comes in as the home team here. It's on ESPN. Is it game day? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, was, I forgot to look it up if that was game day or not, I'll but look it up. I got one second here. Yeah. But they come oh, in as oh, a 13 point home dog against the, the Nittany lions three and Oh, um, Penn State really statistically comes in as this massive, massive powerhouse against them. That's not really what I was known for, but um, it's an interesting line because that stadium is going to be rocking. It usually is, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how Trace McSorley does on the road and how dominant Saquon Barkley can be against a traditionally good defense. So I'll tell you, and I, and I think that's an important matchup because they really haven't played anybody other than a um, – overwhelmed by scheduling pit team the location for college game day today now sorry tomorrow saturday will be times square first time ever in new york city 
not really a we off to a game, but I think that's the, the the slate really. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. We were talking about this offline and and how we wanted to, to try to keep it quick, and and the the schedule kind of keeps it to us, you know, for that that it's not necessarily the biggest slate here, but a lot of definitely important games that'll have a lot of meaning down the line. We say that a lot, but I mean, right. this game for Penn state could be their, you know, a first in a number of signature wins for them. <laughs> um, and, and Michigan, this could be also, it's a good test, especially if they're, if Purdue comes out like they have, um, right. you know, a number I, of, diff- of, a, of wins that could really, really help propel some teams, yeah. you, know, you know, going forward. So kind of helping up the, uh, the base uh, of your, I, of your case, if you will. Not to I do rhyme. think another game to really highlight, and this is going to be a fascinating matchup that I don't think enough people know because of one team in the matchup, <clears throat> and both are ranked, actually. It's our only uh, – no, one of two ranked uh, ranked versus ranked opponents, and that is Oklahoma State versus TCU. That's a great point. Um, Oklahoma State, a lot of press. Uh, Mason Rudolph, got to be a top three at least. Heisman candidate at this point. I know it's early. Playing number 16 TCU uh, with Kenny Hill and a team that's kind of evolving on the fly, but a talented football team that's going to give Oklahoma State their first real challenge of the year. And I I think that's a matchup to watch simply because I think TCU is well-coached and has the potential to at least finally test this very talented, offensively diverse, and dynamic offensive team for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so, just a couple notes: the over/under for this is seventy-one and a half. Oh, uh, I, I, I mean, take the over. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I would too. I mean, the last <laughs> time I can really remember this was when Baylor and TCU were both making the run in two thousand fourteen, which I think was like a seventy-three point over/under. Um, I mean, that's just if you don't like defense, just watch <laughs> this game and then watch it on repeat for the rest of the afternoon. It's going to be on at three thirty. Surprising Big 12 in-conference game on Fox, which um, you know Notre Dame su- also surprisingly is playing a Big 10 team on Fox. So I guess good for Fox getting some diversification and Notre Dame, uh, but uh, enough of the programming. Yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, I think that's definitely, uh, definitely one where we'll see a lot of scoring. If Oklahoma State's defense, though, can keep that to the under um, – and really, they cover still their 13-point favorite. That'll be definitely a fun one to see. And that, and that's a real, real statement to the rest of the conference. Right. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a I, – I, because I think Oklahoma State, to me, they're, they're the team that's going to threaten Oklahoma. Oh, for sure. And so I, I think this is a huge matchup. They Oklahoma State – can't have a letdown like we've seen the last few you know years where they lose a random game. So I, this is a big game for them. It's a big time matchup uh, matchup for them. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, that's that'll probably uh, do it for the college football part. Our Lehigh Mountain Hawks still looking for their first win, unfortunately. Um, uh, look, all that matters is November. Yeah, okay? it's true. But they Good do enough. play Dr. Dan's uh, medical school. His undergrad and his medical school, so it's a it's well, existential gotta, crisis for him. We got to beat them. You know? Yeah, it's a home game. I mean, so that you know they don't have to go to the they don't have to be intimidated by the by the brains. Last year they were a little bit at the beginning of the game. They were at the Yale Bowl. Actually, I think it was at Goodman last week. But um, 
Yeah, and you're right. All that matters is November. It'd be nice to see another playoff appearance, but that's about <laughs> it. Let's move on. Let's go over to the NFL. Week two. Let's get your thoughts quickly, Matty D. What would you think? Some teams that should be good were good again, a.k.a. the New England Patriots. Um, I thought – I mean, I just typical – Typical NFL stuff. I, I thought we saw a lot of teams. You know, injuries definitely hurt. We thought. I think I saw a lot. We saw a lot of teams come back to earth. And I and I think I would point out um, the Jaguars were one that a lot of people were really high on after Week One. The Rams, um, you know. So I thought we saw some teams that came back to earth. Uh, but really, just a week where. Um, and, and the Vikings would be another big one. I know Sam Bradford didn't play, although typical Sam Bradford didn't play due to injury. Um, you know, that's another big game. So some teams got better, but I thought one of the biggest things was we finally got to see the Buccaneers play and really dominate a Chicago Bears team and show that they're going to be in it this year, which uh, I think is big-time important. And um, they look good, better than I expected even. Um, yeah, their, their defense, I mean – you can say what you will about Mike Glennon. You can say what you will about an injured Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen still playing like a very, very young player. Uh, but that defense made them panic. It made them pay. And it wasn't really until the very end that you saw the the Bears kind of get something together. Right. Um, I watched a lot of this game. I was in Chicago, so it was on pretty much every TV except for a few surprisingly had a lot of the Jacksonville Tennessee game, which I was shocked by. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Shocked by, uh, but I got to see a lot of this game and JMO looked good. Jaquiz Rogers looked pretty, looked pretty great. Um, uh, uh, shout out to him. Uh, shocked by that. Uh, but yeah, that bears defense or the bucks defense though. Yeah. On that Chicago. I, I was, I mean, I know it's against the bears, but it's a big statement early on as well. Um, want to point out another snoozer, Thursday night game. We've got one going on currently. I bet half, half, you know, half of the football fans in the world don't even know the Rams and 49ers. Unless you own Todd Gurley, who does have three TDs today. Again, yeah, he's having a big night. Let's not yeah. let's not say it's a complete snoozer. Todd Gurley owners. Well, big night for you. I mean, it's a, but I mean, they've got to do something. You know, I know, I know that they've they've got to have some teams on national television. I know they don't can't flex until or later in the season where all of a sudden you get some really great games late, but. That was just quite the snoozer. I did think that, to me, I walked out um, uh, week two thinking that there was one division clearly the best in the NFL, and that is the AFC West. The Broncos throttled the uh, the Cowboys. I mean, I'm talking, and I know it was at home, but the Cowboys, and I know we, we all think they're a little overrated, especially as Eagles fans, but even as objective fans really thought the Cowboys were overrated, but throttled them the Raiders throttled the Jets the Chargers should have kicked a field goal to beat the Dolphins and um and uh excuse me um the Chiefs beat a a good Eagles team um in a in a pretty competitive game that was a little that was tied in the fourth quarter so best division in football and I don't even think it's close because quite frankly the Chargers would would probably win two or three other divisions in the NFL if they weren't in the AFC West yeah, I agree. That, that was uh, some pretty exciting stuff to watch. That uh, Broncos team, they really it was delayed. We do need to note that. And they came out of the delay pretty well, and the Cowboys looked terrible. Uh, but that Broncos defense, we'll see. Wow. We that see Broncos them defense. 
still still good, and they've lost some pieces there, so not really totally missing a beat. Um, the one other late game I was I was pretty shocked by was Seattle. Seattle not in the uh, the biggest of wins in terms of uh, that game. I thought they would have done a lot more to put away this 49ers team that we just got finished talking about tonight not looking good, and they still didn't look very good against Seattle, but, I mean, the, the Seahawks offense, ooh. Right. You know, I, once again, offensive line issues. That's really yeah, been right. the thing, you know, and something that 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 we've seen with Seattle over and over again. And an over-dependence on, uh, on Russell Wilson, not his fault. You know, they, they really need to, to run the football. They've got a bunch of good backs. And just see what they can do because I've been unimpressed with Seattle. They might be the best – the worst division winner in football this year, early on at least, because um, they look like the favorites because I'm not convinced the rest of the league can do it. Classic, um, the rest of the classic NFC West style. Yeah, yeah. Really national conference West because the NL West has, had been this for a long time before the Giants and Dodgers got good. No, Quick right. Baseball reference. Right. Uh, but time to be objective is over about week two. Let's be completely subjective. Give me your completely biased rant about the Eagles. You know, once again, and I, I never, I never like to say we were supposed to lose games, but we weren't. The Chiefs are a, a better football team than us. I saw that. More experience at key positions. Um, I, I, I don't want to blame the loss on any one person. That's not right because there's a lot of things that went wrong. I'm blown away though that we, Vinny Curry, and I, no one's talking about this, needs to to sack Alex Smith on that know, big right? third down play. I, oh I, my God. How and, huge is that play? And they're talking about how the running game, which I have some huge problems with, you know, wasn't effective. They're talking about how um, the offense struggled while the defense played okay. But if he gets like an entire, the game's if, completely different. He sacks him there. They might kick the long field goal. They might not. We get the ball back. We're, the game is tied at this point. I mean, boom. But it's all about the turnover battle. And I think the turnovers were tough. Sproles yeah. never fumbles. You know, I didn't think Wentz's pick was, was, was even a bad, bad pick. It off. He, whose helmet did he throw it off of? Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, one of the pass rushers. I don't even remember yeah. who it was. I mean, that's just unlucky, but it's still – we don't generate enough turnovers. Now, that's the Chiefs game, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not it's concerned, game. but I'm not concerned about the Eagles. You can't have you, – you got to run the ball more effectively. Effectively. You do have to give it to LeGarrette Blunt, or just give it to somebody. I don't care. I'm not a Smallwood guy because I don't think he pass blocks well enough. But yes, you've got to run the football to be effective. Um, I think I just think the Chiefs are a seasoned team that, forgetting even opening week when they throttled the Patriots, this team was what 12 and four last year. They won the division. I mean, yep. or, I mean, we're not talking about a bad football team that has also gained weapons on offense. Um, but I'll tell you. Some of the play calling from Peterson, I, I don't want to just bash the guy, but it's like you're watching a guy learn how to coach sometimes. I'm not saying I'd be any better, but, man, I, I think sometimes he needs to change his – he needs to call better plays. I, I don't understand some of the things he calls out there. It really bothers me. But you yeah. know what? It's early. We're tied for the division lead. No major injuries. I know Ronald Darby was out week one, but – Nothing major at say quarterback or wide out um, or any anything that can't we can't overcome early on, which is important. 
So we were winning the war of attrition early on, and Wentz has looked really good, although I don't love his depot accuracy still. But I mean, he was making some good checkdowns on Sunday, though. I mean, oh yeah, and he, he looks I mean, confident. He was playing pretty well. Hilariously, so I mentioned I'm in this Chicago bar. I uh, was in a conference for work, and I happened to just be in a corner, one of the corners they happened to have the Eagles game on, and there was uh, maybe a dozen people watching this game, way more than I would have thought in a Chicago bar. Turns yeah. out the few of them live in Chicago. The rest are advisors at this conference I'm at. <laughs> so cool. I end up making a nice connection. Works out well for me, uh, bit, you know, professionally uh but you know they all but they're all from get this fargo and they just love carson wentz wow they love, love it. Wentz love now, it. that is a large eagles contention in the the great state of north dakota i love so, it uh i don't are they big green now what are, i don't know what the university of north dakota changed their name to but go them go bisons uh and any other colleges that are in that are in that state yeah go to you guys I'd say he's um he's definitely um he looks like a really good second year quarterback. That's what I think. He, you know he's making some mistakes, but he's only getting get better, and he looks primed. And he's got some more weapons, and um you know he hits Torrey Smith on a couple passes here or there, and he yeah. starts to use he starts to use Alshon Jeffrey for what Alshon Jeffrey should be used for. Sure, I, I think that's something that people are forgetting that they're they're still kind of feeling each other out to some extent. So, Did you like the play from Ertz? I feel like that he could have gotten in, involved a little more. He had that nice little little lucky catch towards the end of the first half, um, but I, I feel like he could have gotten in involved a little bit more, especially in the second half. Yeah, I I, I do think so. I, but here's the thing: I'm a proponent of, and I watch enough teams, and I and I go back and I harp on a team that I want to emulate because they have championships, but the the Patriots don't care who you are. When the game starts, they have their game plan, but they throw to who's open. So if, if Jeffrey and Smith are going to let Aguilar be open, go to Aguilar. We've already seen that the addition of some weapons has allowed Zach Ertz to get more open. Awesome. We need to start hitting Sproles. Well, let me tell you, if I don't care about his deep ball. If Wentz could fix his ability to throw a screen pass to goddamn Darren Sproles, I would be a happy Eagles fan. That's true. But I'm not. I'm not a happy Eagles fan. So Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he throws those bullets in, no matter who the running back is, whether it's Sproles, Smallwood, Blunt, who I think is criminally being underused. But yep. you can also say he's old, but I think he's just set, push him right down the line. Just have him push the line himself. He could probably do that. <laughs> uh, you know, I think – yeah, I think the defense played played pretty well for what they could. And and we we said this last week, we both picked the Eagles with points. We thought the the Chiefs wouldn't cover the five and a half point spread. Uh, obviously they did. They won by a touchdown, so that's a loss to both of us. But looking to week 3, we mentioned this before. So before we get to going back to being objective Maddie D and G man. Back to objective. Oh, we, oh, we're not back to objective. No, no, no. before we do, let's okay. just look at the Giants game especially because hopefully Dr. Dan listens to this. Maybe Alan makes him listen to it because we know that Alan <laughs> will. Uh, let's, get the, let's get your lowdown, the scouting report, before you're <laughs> literally on the field. On, not literally. Basically on the field on Sunday. Well, I expect it to be low scoring. I do. Um, I, the Giants' defense is super talented still. 
Uh, I, I think they're going to be able to shut us down in a lot of ways. But I do think the one thing you could potentially do is their linebackers are not the strength of their defense. Their strength comes from the secondary and the off the defensive line. you got to find a way to, to isolate them, whether it's with Sproles or Ertz. Focus on the linebackers. Run the football to gain the balance that you need to allow weaker linebackers to be able to be susceptible to play action. I think that's really important. Um, offensively, you cannot uh, – defensively, excuse me. I expect us to be all over Eli Manning all day. Yep. And I think the key is Odo Beckham is not fully healthy. Brandon Marshall looks awful. Um, limit a big play. Get to Eli, whether it's with four or with a blitz, but it should be with just four. Brandon Graham or I don't care who. Someone needs to go after Eric Flowers because he looks horrifyingly bad for the Giants. Let's get an Eli's head early, but I think the key is we've got to win a turnover battle this year. We cannot be turning the football over. No. I think we do that. I think if we limit turnovers and get to the quarterback, I don't care about anything else. Those two two things, we win the football game. Um, and once again, I think my secondary would be figuring out a way to attack their linebackers, uh, whether it's with, with with the running game or with making them move in space. To me, those are the two big things offensively for us to kind of focus in on. I love it. I love it. I just want to see him just pound them. <laughs> I mean, the the Lions did a great job at doing that. I think the Eagles could also have a pretty good shot at it. I think that defense, the way will eat them up all day. But let's go back. You ready? Time. Cold hard locks. Week two. Really? Quickly to recap. Wasn't so hot for either of us. We're no, still no, no, no. figuring out the bumps from against the spread. You did come away with the win. Uh, you picked the Lions. I, I picked the Giants. So it's a happy loss for me. I'm, I'm happy to lose on, on a Giants loss. Uh, you went eight and eight, though. I went seven and nine. So, ooh. We're yeah. still, I think we're, you're definitely over 500. I'm, I think I still am, um, if not right at 500. But week three, let's go right after it. Uh, we'll go with the Thursday night game. The the line was Rams two and a half, and I, I thought that was an easy over to take. Yeah, I took that as well as we're seeing now. I mean, it's that, that, that two and a half line is such garbage. I, I can't stand seeing it. Um, so not only did I take the Rams, but I, I you know, picked them to cover. Um, but yeah, and they're showing it early, although it is a seven point. Well, let me see. They might've just scored, but it was a seven point game last time I checked. So uh, no, it's still seven. The Rams just got the ball back. Um, okay. So yeah, th- yeah, I, I think that was, that was pretty easy. I don't have the over under numbers anymore, but yeah, Rams, uh, I think that's – I mean, it's weird, though. I mean, my, my sort of thought on why it would go that way, Thursday night game, we've seen these kind of seemingly layup road Thursday games kind of quickly on, on Gurley. That's really the, really the only lock that you ever want to play on a Thursday night, fantasy-wise, is a running back. I think – I'm sure you have as well. Wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, you don't know what the hell you're getting from them, especially if there's any kind of small injury – Running back is probably your only safe play on, on a Thursday. No, I agree. I mean, it's a wacky day, and I think the short week hurts the intricate passing games, um, you know, in the NFL, uh, which I also think is uh, is important as well. But um, I think the next game would be the uh, the London game, Jaguars-Ravens. 
Is this a is this a Twitter game? Is this why I'm not seeing what channel it's on on ESPN? Uh, it actually might be the Twitter game. I'm, I'd have to yeah. check that out. Um, I, the line is uh, four and a half. Baltimore's th- favored. I, I have three and a half Ravens. Okay, I'm pulling up from ESPN, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I have yeah I have a, I have the ESPN up right now. Three and a half Ravens. Uh, not really a true home game for the Jaguars, even though it it counts as one of their their <coughs> games because um, their owner is. Uh, I believe he owns Arsenal, but okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think this this is an over to take. I mean, a field goal is interesting. We've seen some of these London games play pretty well, but I, I'm going to take the over for the Ravens here. That Ravens defense, I'm locked in there with you too. I wow, I, I think they're quite the defense, and I think it's quite the team. And they're making a statement only to say, "Hey, Steelers, you know we can't wait. Um, we're coming after you." And that offense is going to get healthier and start to click as their pieces come together. Love the yep. Ravens this year. Uh, starting to really believe. But this is a test game because you are going away. You know, are overseas. Um, but I'm going with you. I'm going Ravens um, all the way to get to, get to 3-0. Yep. I think the, the next game, and this, this is the, one of the games I really want to watch beyond the um, – <clears throat> excuse me, beyond the my birds, which I'll be at the game, so I'm not concerned about watching that one. But – I wish I could be watching the Falcons Lions. Yeah, this will be a fun game to watch. Over under a 50 and a half. So you're expecting a lot of offense here. We uh we're not disappointed in that Falcons victory over the Packers. Uh Falcons three point road favorites at Ford Field. Um also dome atmosphere. So I mean, really the only difference there is that Atlanta won't be pumping in sound for themselves. It's just Detroit. <laughs> Whatever sound they're bringing uh, at two and zero though, um, I think it's an intriguing line. I, I still think the Falcons though. I mean that that line is is pretty close. I think it's a little too close for for uh, Detroit's good, Out- their own good, I should say. No, no, no. Outright Lions win. Outright I Lions win. Saw enough from this team. First of all, Falcons home opener last week. Going up against the big bad Packers, you know, great game. I know it was kind of a blowout, but great game for the Falcons. There's a hangover here, okay. And I, I, I got a feeling this this Lions team looks special to me. Their Stafford is playing like the highest paid quarterback in the league. He is. Like, He's playing very well. I, I like what they're doing, and I think they've got a little bit of moxie to them. Ooh, but I love moxie. But I, what I really like is the defense. They're swarming. They've got some good pass rushers led by, led, uh, led by Ziggy Ansa. I, True. I think the Falcons are still a great football team. They, they have such good balance offensively. But I think they're going to be tested by this Detroit defense. On the road is tougher. They cannot That's pump true. the sound That's... music. I, I, I think this is a letdown game for them after a huge emotional win as they open their new stadium. So that's a good point. I I got burned a little bit last week on the uh the home dogs. It's the Brent Musburger special, the home dog. I love it. Yeah. Uh that's not nearly what the Brent Musburger impression should be, but <laughs> there's the shitty impression of the week for you folks. Next game for me that I got here, Broncos at the Bills. The Broncos are three point road favorites. Matt, talk me through this one. Does that blow you away? I, I think that's a terrible line. Did you not watch the Broncos? I know they were at home, but dis disarm and disable 
<coughs> arguably one of the best offenses. I know we argued against this, but one of the best offenses in football. Yep. And they're playing Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy and throwing to who exactly? Our boy Jordan Matthews? Nah. I, I hate this line. I think this is a terrible job by Vegas. I got to take the Broncos by a, a smothering touchdown or two. And I think they have – as Trevor Simeon shown me something, I'm shocked. I know I know it's a road game up in Buffalo, wacky weather. But I, at this early in the season, I'm, I'm blown away by this line. I think this is a terrible line. and I, I got to go Broncos hard. I think that defense is going to match the Seahawks defense with a better offense. Only thing to watch out for, and I haven't done enough to see if he's down still, but Garrett um, <clears throat> Garrett Bowles. Um, no, not Garrett Bowles. I'm right, yeah. The left tackle for the Broncos, the rookie, he went down last game, um, but it looks like he's back. So okay. is he, if he's healthy, he was a first-round pick guy I really liked. If he's healthy at the at University of Utah, that's a big thing. It looks like he's going to play. So I just looked that up for us here. I like him a lot, and uh, I think this Broncos team is uh, – this line is strange to me. This was almost one of my locks of the week. Um, I don't hate that. I, I don't understand yeah. this line. I guess yeah, I, just, I, I guess I, I don't get the line. It's a weird line over under a 40, so they expect it to be a low-scoring game. I mean, what that's basically telling you at, at a three-point favorite, they're, they're expecting it to be, what, 21 to – I'm trying to think of – it doesn't really add up there, like 22-19, right. 22-18. Um, I, I mean, guess I'd really, ask you. It's a weird, weird game, and, you know, the, quote, wacky weather for this week in Buffalo is 85 degrees and sunny. So, I mean. <laughs> right. Well, I think I'd ask you this question then. Do you think that line is more of an indication of how of the Bills at home being a decent, better team than we think? Or is that line more of a – we're still not sold on Trevor Simeon. I would say it's more the latter. I think Trevor Simeon we saw do okay last year. We've seen him look great this year. Um, I mean, there's other factors to this as well. C.J. Anderson's had a great first two weeks with nearly 200 yards through it. Um, Demarius Thomas, surprisingly, no touchdowns yet, which shocks me. Um, But is Trevor Simeon a quarterback? I know he's played better. That's true. Yeah, he has played better. Um, But, I mean, even with that, you know, I guess what you're thinking there, or at least what they're trying to think, Trevor Simeon not may, might not come out on the road so well. That's true. Uh, That's cross true. I haven't played the on the road yet. You have to respect the defense enough to give him the favorite. Uh, I, I, that's my best understanding of the line. No, I'm with you. Next game, Steelers Bears. I have my my notes have the Steelers as seven and a half point favorites. I have that as well, and I think that's that's another interesting line. Um, I want to say they're, the Steelers are a better defense, but the way Tampa Bay played against Chicago last week, it's hard to think that they the Steelers could play that well yeah. against this Bears team. And potentially T.J. Watt might might be dinged. I'm not sure, but yeah, I can tell right. you this, though. You're right. The Steelers' offense is going to come together. No, I agree with you 100%. Martavius Bryant kind of surfaced last week. Le'Veon Bell hasn't had a big game. I know they're on the road in Soldier Fear, but it's not that much different than playing in Pittsburgh. I love the Steelers in this game. Another one close to a lock. Um, 
you know, I just it's a hot I, pick in in survival football. Yeah, I just don't like honestly. I don't like Big Ben on the road. His road splits are really poor. Yep. But I I I still think the Steelers. And I think this might be Le'Veon's big big time week this week. So I'm I've definitely got to go Steelers. Oh, and that's that's a pretty good line on the road for the Bears I to so cover. Too. But I I, I got to go Steelers smoking the Bears again here. And yeah, I got them at like ten points by winning there. Right, um, I and think seven and a half is a good line. It's enough respect for a home game for Chicago, but enough that you also can cover that pretty easily. Right. Now I think the next game <clears throat> a little a little. Really doldrums game for me. Browns visiting the Colts, and I mean, how often do you pick the Browns to win a game? They're all they're a favorite on the road. Uh, I know a, a half point favorite on the road. Half a point. Obviously, Andrew Luck is playing. This doesn't even come close. But I I'm taking yeah. the Browns here. Um, I know they lost uh, Corey Coleman, but I like I like enough of of the Browns to say they can beat. The Colts, who are struggling mightily, I also just want the Browns to win, but I, it's really yep. a toss-up here. But I'm I'm going Browns by a little. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Colts outright. I think okay. Brissett played okay. He did. I think uh, could Bad be a nice little in overtime. But other than that, yeah, yeah, not not so favorite there. But this is the Browns. Uh, as nice as it'd be be to see them win. Uh, this is in Indianapolis. You know, you're getting Frank Gore with playing okay. Um, still hasn't eclipsed 100 yards in the season in two games, so you know there's that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. It, it it'll be the big X factor for me is Deshaun Kaiser how he plays. Um, obviously, like we say, if, if Andrew Luck does play, it's it's no, not even close. But if it's just Kaiser versus versus Brissett and Kaiser really outplays him, then this this could go Cleveland. But I'm gonna go with Indy. Yeah, my uh, it's not a, it's not the worst pick ever. Um, yeah. You know, there I've done I've made worse. Yeah, I think next game I was I was eyeing up here, Dolphins at the Jets. The Jets look terrible. Um, <laughs> they look really bad. I'm surprised uh, that my, that they didn't do the same thing that they did with Pittsburgh and and Chicago because I have the the Dolphins at only a six and a half point favorite, and I like that a lot. Well. I, I got the Dolphins. I have them winning by that. I will say this, and we're going to get into this but with, a, in, with a pick in a little bit here. It's a divisional game. Yep. And I think this is one of those things. It's like the Rams beating the Seahawks. It doesn't make any sense. But when you're playing a divisional opponent, they know you. They know, their, they know your coaching staff. They know your players. They, you play them twice a year. I think it really does come into play, and I think that's why you see this line lower. Um, True. And there are still question marks the Dolphin, for the Dolphins. I mean, they barely beat the Chargers. Um, I'm not sold. I love a lot. Of, I, I mean, I really love everything but Jay Cutler on the Dolphins. I love the defense. I love their offense. Cutler has, has to prove to me that he can be a viable turnover-free quarterback in this league because Jay Ajayi looks great, and so does that receiving core. Um, and the Jets are terrible. So I'm taking the, the Dolphins with you. I think they're going to be over. But I, I do think it, it, this is the kind of game that could surprise you um, because I don't think Miami is a guarantee like some other teams are. No, 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 no. no. I, and I agree with you there. Um, what do you have next? Because uh, your order is a little bit different okay. than, than what's on I, ESPN. I was going to walk right into the Buccaneers-Vikings game. 
Okay. Awesome. Vikings what do you have for a line there? ESPN does not have one. I listed. have one as a two and a half favorite for the Vikings, which okay. I think maybe has gone down. Another another basically essentially a pick'em line here. Yeah. Um I took the Bucks. I was very impressed week one. I know they no, were I agree with you. I agree too. as well. Yeah, but I actually thought the Bears could sneak one there a little bit because the Bucks once again, this Vikings defense will will officially challenge this Buccaneers <clears throat> offense. No. But if Sam, first of all, if Sam Bradford doesn't play, forget about it. But even if he oh, does, yeah. I, I wasn't blown away with the Vikings week one like a lot of people were. I know, I know they they, they dominated, but eh, meh. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, yep. But I have the Buccaneers winning. No, I do too. I think, uh, yeah, especially if Bradford's not in, forget about it. Um, yeah, I, I just think though. I mean, they look so good. That defense looked great. Um, you could probably see him scoop everybody into a little, into just a huge, just a big dog pile that all of right. players, even the wide receivers throw them in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think Jameis Winston, if he gets it going early, that, that could get, that could be over quick, both yeah. outright and in terms of points. Uh, for me, I got next Texans at the Patriots. Um, this is a game between one and one teams, which you Shocking. told me the week two Texans Pats game is they're both one and one, and it's not a two and oh Pats team or an oh and two Texans team. I would be uh thoroughly shocked. Yeah, I, I tell you, I actually don't like this line as a if I was picking. Um, and I came really close to not taking the Patriots to cover the five and 13 and a half. Um, I have it at 14 even. Okay. So either way, I, I, I don't I, – I know they're at home. I know they looked great last week. I know week one was an anomaly, and I know the Texans haven't looked particularly strong. Uh, that's a lot of points for a Texans defense. I know they're playing the Patriots, but Gronk may be dinged up. Rex Burkhead may be dinged up. And – Bill Belichick's teams do kind of the opposite of what you think. So I could see this being a very low-scoring game and the Patriots winning by 10 points or 7 points and being satisfied. Um, I did take the Patriots as my cold-hard guarantee of the week. Um, I'm already already 2-0 early on, so still in all my pools here. I, I do have them winning, but I and I picked them to cover, but I was really more hesitant than I thought I would be. And Deshaun Watson can only get better. so. We'll see what happens. I, I wasn't blown away by that. I think I, I wasn't blown away by the Patriots beating the Saints because the Saints are terrible on off defense. I thought they'd be good. They're terrible. Yeah, so with the Saints game, you're absolutely right. That's definitely a uh, pad the stats game. Um, you know, we've seen an interesting Patriots run game with Burkhead, with, you know, all, all the different guys there. I, I agree. I think they cover. I could see him winning by three touchdowns. I could also see him winning by a field goal. Right. Um, I'm probably going to say they win by 17, um, just over the cover or just over the cover line, the money line, if you will. That's a great um, score. I, I like it. Yeah. You know, I like. I it think it's something where it's touchdown or something. I, I want to say it's 31 14 is the final score. Okay. Um, I think. I think Watson, it'll be interesting to see him in New England and, and against their defense. Um, Which is going to be yeah. healthier and continue to gel. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I think and, people are looking at week one and not getting that 
new faces, injuries, that defense as normal will only improve as the season goes on. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's the Patriots' big deal. Um, you know, they they really try to get it all together. Uh, as Greg so eloquently told us at the Thunder Cup, they don't really like to try to blitz during the preseason. So they're really getting all the kinks out at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, I, I think they get it together, and I think the Pats do cover here. Uh, but what do you got for me next? Which game do you have on the list? Let's go to one of my most fascinating games of the week, a game that I think people are um, going to be a strange one. Saints-Panthers Yep. could not be more opposite. Forget forget even the, the – just because you know the Saints. Offense versus defense. The Panthers won a 9 – I think it was 9-6 or 9-3 last week. Yeah. That's like a Weird wild game school. there. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers' offense worries me. Now, they are pretty – Very strong, volatile. Very volatile. Strong-willed, so they might just run it down the Saints' throats, although I think the Saints have a better defense than they've let on the first couple weeks. Uh, they played Minnesota on the road in, in, a, in a funky game um, where Bradford couldn't miss, and they played the Patriots on a revenge week. But I'm not sold on the, the Carolina offense. Defensively, they're fantastic. Offense – I'm worried, first of all, I'm worried Cam Newton still hurts. Second, I'm worried Cam Newton's too selfish. Not getting Christian McCaffrey involved. Not, you know, he wants to be Superman. That's fine. But, you know, Superman needs to win. Um, I'm taking, it's a six and a half point line favoring the Panthers at home. I'm taking the Saints to cover but not win the game. Although I could easily see them win the game. And if they don't win the game, then my pick of them winning the division is basically lost. But, I'm willing to, to, to bite the bullet on that d- decision to say the Panthers win, but I think it's closer than six and a half. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I actually would say the, the Saints are more likely to win it outright that, than not. Um, the points are, are very generous. Um, I got it, at, I think, at five and a half. Uh, but regardless, um, I think they, they do very well. I think it's a good defense. It's a tough defense to play on the road. But that that offense, it, it's not convincing me. I mean, it's the, the Saints defense we just got done talking about how it's not that good. But I gotta those... tell you though, uh, if I'm the Saints, this is a decision week for me. Yep. I either see if Adrian Peterson is my starting running back, or I trade him. I I I pick up the phone. I call a New York Giants. I call. Probably not the Packers, although that would kind of make sense. But I have Ty Montgomery, so please don't call the Packers. Um, maybe maybe the Cardinals. I don't know. I call a team that needs a running back f- for injury reasons, and mm-hmm. I say I'm offering you Adrian Stinkin' Peterson. Maybe the fa- the Lions would be a great choice. You, you know, give me a yeah. fourth round pick for him. You can have him because I don't I don't understand the pickup. This is a Saints team. They throw the football. Alvin Kamara, Kamara is there. Mark Ingram has proven himself now there, and you're you're really muddling a backfield that doesn't need to be muddled. So I just wanted to point that out. I think moving him might be in the Saints' best interest um, if they can. It's swing. an intriguing intriguing play. Um, we've seen teams load up those backfields in terms of guys who just shuffle in and out. Um, they they haven't found that rhythm though, so it's it'll be interesting to see what goes on with them. Uh, but I think we're we're both on the money of Saints at least getting the points and and taking it there. But the final one o'clock game, you're going to oh, be yeah. there. The Eagles Giants. I got the Eagles as a six point favorite. 
I could easily see – I think the Eagles win. I could easily see this being like a touchdown. Yep. But I think the Eagles do get it done. I, I say like seven points just covering. Uh, but I, I think they do win regardless if you're going to take the Giants with points. And I had some, I had some people say this has got to be one of your locks. You know, this, this, is, this, this is your cold hard. This is the one you got to go with in your pick em pools. I said, no, no, no. I said, I love my birds. think they're going to win this game. think they, they, they match up well against a struggling Giants team. But divisional opponent, can't say that enough. A divisional opponent who's desperate, I, I got to go. I, I Taking the Eagles to cover the touchdown, I love that. The line I have is five and a half. Not sure where that will fluctuate. Um, but I, I considered picking the Giants to cover but lose the game quite a bit just because it's a divisional game. And you know what? We're still the Eagles are still a young team, still learning how to win, and, and so that's the kind of thing that could you know allow this game to be closer than it needs to be for the talent levels. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, I I like I like a touchdown. I, I think it's a really good whether it's we're up by like ten points or fourteen points late and they score to get to seven. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. So you're taking you're taking the Eagles with I'm the take, points I'm as well. I'm taking the birds with the points. Yeah, I am. I can't help right. it. Gotta love it. All right. On to the four o'clock slate. Let's. Uh, Let's look right to, and my first one is the Seahawks and the Titans in Tennessee, right there in Nashville. I got the Titans as a two and a half point favorite. Seattle coming across the road or across the country, excuse me. Um, I don't know. Is this a a UCLA Memphis type of line, or <laughs> is well, it, or is or is Tennessee really going to do what Memphis did and and pull this one out? I, I like the Titans a lot this year. I do. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win that AFC South, which I think consistently comes in the season. How good all these teams are gonna be, and are not, especially with Andrew Luck hurt. But I took the Seahawks, and I took the Seahawks because their defense is fantastic. Demarco Murray might be banged up, but that's not really my problem. I think their defense is good enough to match up with any offense in the league. I took them because I think the Seahawks' offense gets a slight reprieve because they're going to be playing a semi-worse Titans defense. Doesn't necessarily have the pass rush to get to Russell Wilson. They run the football with Carson, with Thomas Rawls, with Eddie Lacy, um, you know, with that core down there, uh, C.J. Procise. I think they win this game. I think they, it's a two-and-a-half point. Uh, that, to me, that's a, almost a pick. It's almost a pick if not is a pick because it's a field goal. They win this game on a field goal. I, I like that line a lot. I know they're on the road, but – I think they try to prove some doubters wrong that they can play a little offense, and they beat an up-and-coming Tennessee Titans team who's had a rough schedule to start the year, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Mariota's done all right. You know, he's uh, I mean, thrown for almost 500 yards to start the season. His guy Delaney Walker having a great start as he has pretty much in in Mariota's entire career. Quarterback's best friends is tight end. Um, yeah, I, that running game, though, for, for Tennessee does make me nervous if they can't really get it going or they're trying to rely on a, a Mariota shuffling around. Right. Uh, that, that does concern me. Um, and if, if you can't really get it there, um, even if Derrick Henry does does some wonderful things, I think that Seahawks defense, it's tough to not see him gobble it up. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's very close. Um, I would take Seattle with the points, even if uh, it ends up being like a one-point game, which would come out of maybe just a missed two-point conversion, which 
you know, we could see Pete Carroll certainly do that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the points for Seattle and I- I'd say they went out right as well because how close that, that line is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next though, I, say- I got a game Go ahead, go. that I-, I think is one of the, one of the better locks of the week, the Packers and the Bengals, the Packers come in at a nine and a half, or nine point favorite for me. And I think this game is going to get ugly quick. Well, I don't know. You know, I buried my crystal ball a long time ago in the backyard. And I look at this game and I say to myself, Bengals are 0-2. They're taking heat. I mean, I'm talking heat. And quarterback can't play. What happened to the defense? They still have players on defense. They're still immensely talented on offense. But what I stare at is this, and I'm not – and I stare Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb, dinged up. The okay. offense, as they do normally early in the season, the offense had some struggles against Atlanta, and the defense took a little bit of a beating uh, because I don't think they're as good as they are. They, they showed week one. I look at a, an absolute Bengals team that is dying to prove themselves. I think they come up short, but I pick them to cover because this is a team that had one divisions recently, and it's not like there's a different core – um, I like the Bengals to make this game much closer. The Packers get every year they get on this weird little, little streak where they struggle offensively and no one knows why it's almost unexplainable, probably because as much as I love Ty Montgomery as this kind of a new hybrid back, they don't have a consistent running game to assist Aaron Rodgers, even though I think he's without a doubt, the most talented quarterback in the NFL today, not best, most talented. I have the Bengals covering and even potentially threatening late um, because they need this one to to try to say, hey, by the way, we're not that bad. But I, nine, you've been, what, what was your line? I have it at nine and a half. I have it at nine. So you're taking the Bengals with points? Uh, I'm, I'm just taking the Bengals to cover that nine. So I'm not taking so, them to win because I'm not I – can't, I can't – Yeah, so you're taking with the points. Covering is, is Green I'm, Bay winning by more right. than nine. No, no, right, right, right. I have them covering yeah. – I have I have the Bengals um, winning. I, I maybe they lose by a touchdown. Maybe it's six points. I, yeah, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I, I you look at the Bengals. There's so much talent there. Uh, who's going to cover AJ Green? I I think they've got something to prove. And Andy Dalton needs to have a good game, or else AJ McCarron might be under center. Potentially, but I I think you you sound a little nervous, Matt. You're a big Aaron Rodgers guy. I just need you to R E L A X. All right. Well, we can Let's, do that because this team is going to make – they've done this. They, they swoon once a year for three to four weeks where they struggle on offense. swoon. Every year because they're doing – they're working some kink out. I love the offense. I love watching them line up. They're still trying to figure out how to use Michael Bennett. Haven't really gotten Ty Montgomery going, not even as a runner but even as a receiver. And um, you know, they got down – they got blitzed early by an Atlanta team that was jacked up about their new stadium and is very talented. But I still have the Bengals desperately enough figuring out a way to get close in enough points. in this game. All right. A proud All right. Well, in Cincinnati. So next one I got is the last four, four o'clock game, Chiefs-Chargers. Chiefs, for me, come in at a three-point favorite on the road in Carson, basically L.A. Uh, I 
I'm, I'm not convinced by this at all. I think the Chargers have gotten a bum deal to start the season. Uh, they had two close, close losses that could easily put them at one and one, or maybe even two and zero. Oh. Uh, and, and I like the Chargers with points. I think you're getting a big bounce back week for uh, the former San Diego. We give out free tacos because they're no longer in San Diego. Chargers. <laughs> I I could not have come closer to agreeing with you after watching a guy that I respect in Andy Reid do this enough, losing games that you didn't see him losing. This is a trap game, divisional opponent on the road, needing another desperate team, needing a win. Really liked the way that you, you may have convinced me right now to go back and change my pick. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. I just I just updated it. I'm done. I'm, I can't. I loved the Chargers. Thought they could compete for a playoff spot. So I've made the, I've made the switch. And I'm going Chargers in this one with you. You're right. Super, what a raw deal they have got. I could not yeah, agree more. Got a bum deal. Huge right. bum deal. Broncos, Dolphins on a basically a, 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 an extra week's rest. Yeah. Right into the Chiefs. And I know they're playing in the toughest division. Like, I, that's You're right. I, that's unfair. And yeah. I've got them. I've got them winning this game. I love it. I, it's a great line, too. Yes. Yes. All right. Sunday Night Football. Raiders at Redskins. Raiders come in three-point favorite. Uh, if it was a 4 o'clock game, I might say this is the same thing we just talked about with the Chiefs potentially. Redskins coming back from a West Coast trip. Raiders coming from the West Coast. So almost sets itself off. It's also a night game. So it gives you a little bit of time to reset, kind of get settled in, figure some stuff out. So I like Oakland here. I, I love Derek Carr. I think Marshawn Lynch looks great. Uh, Michael Crabtree, I think you don't necessarily get another three-touchdown game out of him, but I think he's still a big factor, especially uh, for the Redskins defense that is self, I'll say. Now, this is, um, is going to be a bloodbath. That's a strange line. I know it's Sunday night, and I, I don't get it. I, I I want to know. I want to meet these odds makers. Couple lines this week that I've been very disappointed in. There's a few. There's always a few. I know they're trying to make sure they make money, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Raiders, and you're going to curb stomp this Redskins team. I, I don't like the Redskins team this year. I don't like their makeup, and I just think this Raiders team is really coming into their own. They've got some things they need to work out, particularly on the defensive side, but. Yeah, I've got them. And then I've got that week finishing up in a game that I thought was going to be a fantastic matchup if you had gone back, you know, before week one, and that's the Cowboys visiting the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Yeah, it, you hit the nail on the head right there. It looked like it would have been a great game. Um, Dallas comes in a three-point favorite, which you have to wonder how. They look terrible at home. Home opener for the Cardinals, so you got to think that gives them a bit of a boost. Uh, it also want to, it also makes you almost think would Vegas think that in Dallas this is a 10 point cowboy victory um but i don't know it, it's a it's an interesting matchup here um jj nelson actually had a great great week last week um but i i, I almost want to go with with the cardinals with the points here um you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Cardinals with the points at home on Monday Night Football. I never thought about this twice. I already took Cardinals with the points at yeah. home. 
Uh, there's turmoil in Dallas. Zeke, discussion. Love it, love it, love it as a Cowboys fan. I'm with you, though. I, I think – Hold the phone. What? I think you – oh, I'm sorry. Love it, love it as an Eagles fan. I misspoke oh there. Oh, my God. Man. We don't might tell anybody. Don't Actually, record this. this. Don't record this. Four-hour podcast. Don't record this. Don't record this. Oh, um, it's going up. We need to um, – It's already um, up. It was a 40 and slip. It was a 40 and slip. Anyway, I, I'm with you. I got this all the way. Cardinals. Their defense is really good. People are forgetting this defense. This defense can play. Um, beyond that, I think there's issues with the Cowboys. Uh, and I think Patrick Peterson matches up great with Des Bryant. I think Tyra Matthew can take out Coles Be- Cole Beasley a little bit. I love this. I love this matchup for the Cardinals. I think the Cowboys one and two, and I love every second of it. Yeah, it, I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, the way that we've picked it, we got basically the – the Eagles at two and one uh, is the division leaders through week three. Um, and, and I mean, you know, it's, we've seen it before. We've seen the Eagles be in fourth through, you know, the basically the quarter or no, the close to the quarter mark of the season. still come away with it. Um, memory serves me of the 2013 season, the first ever fun V tailgate, real tailgate in the fun V. Um, where the, the Eagles lost and I think they moved down to like one and three. Um, and, you know, people were wondering, was, would Chip Kelly work in the NFL? Spoiler alert, it did not. He was on ESPN earlier this week. Did you see that? No, I did not. Yeah, he was on ESPN breaking stuff, you know, breaking it down a little bit, breaking down, uh, talked about his good friend Bill Belichick. He, he did a good job on TV with uh, with the Sports Center crew. Yeah. He needs to get a chance. We've talked about this before, but he needs to get a chance. He needs to go back to college. He'll be great in college. I agree. Or uh, Texas A&M might have an opening. Yeah, they could. And could you imagine that every single year? What do you think? Would uh, just quick, quick, uh, you know, bring back the crystal ball. Let's un let's ungrave it. <laughs> what do you think would be better legacy? The Harbaugh Carroll rivalry which spanned both the pros and the college game. Okay. Or Saban, Chip Kelly, old school football guy, a lot of grit, and the new guy basically trying to do what Billy Bean did with Moneyball, but has these crazy offenses with crazy workouts, and everybody's tired and pissed off. Basically, he did the same thing, the same reasons people give about, about Jim Harbaugh. He had to have pro players that he couldn't just shuffle through every couple of years. He had to have guys that were always there and could hate him for a long time for the way he coached. I mean, college coach. But who? what do you think would have the better legacy? Which rivalry? Man. Oh. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I think Alabama versus Texas A&M or some other SEC program playing – you know, Chip or Kelly. Auburn. You throw Auburn, LSU. All that's a that division runs forever. Uh, right. Just every, you, Saturdays for days, or mm-hmm. for weeks rather. I gotta well, tell you, I could match, see match. either. I, I could see that being one of the best rivalries, and and he would be Chip would be a thorn in the side of a Nick Saban team. Absolutely. With Johnny Football as the QB coach. Yep. Yep. Oh. The ultimate Maddie. That's the Maddie D ultimate team. If you had it for college, if there, if, oh, for one, actually, just real quick, fanboy here because I bought NHL today. But if 
EA Sports, if you're really making college football, NCAA football 19, because it would come out next fall, holy fuck. It would, I, I'd buy <laughs> a million, I would buy a million copies of it myself. Uh, and I would be so happy. I love that game. This year in NHL, really quickly, completely different sport. But you're able to move around teams division-wise, which they finally let you do in, in NCAA towards the last couple of years before EA Sports got sued. So it reminds me of it, and it makes me think. They figured it out for the PlayStation 4. The only thing I would ask, bring back FCS teams. Don't make this any of this nonsense, Northwestern State, yada, yada, yada crap. I want to, like, in 2K, when they make college basketball games, they make this able to be done. You can see, you play Lehigh, you go to you go to Stabler Arena. If I play Lehigh in NCAA football as Michigan, I want to go to Goodman. I want to be able to do that, some crazy shit, and, and actually play them. But that's a topic for another day. We actually will be hopefully coming out with our hockey preview, the NHL and basketball previews, probably within the next couple of weeks. Yes, but Nat and I, you, you and I will talk about that offline. Um, any other thoughts for football this weekend? Any other games you think we missed in the college game? You no, know, I, I don't think we, I think we've had a pretty successful uh, kind of rundown. I, I think while every game matters in the, in, in, in the pros, a little bit of a lackluster slate in college a week where I think some teams could even lose and be okay in professional sports. I mean, in professional football, I'm not saying it's a down week by any means because I'm fired up to, to fire up. Well, we'll be firing up red zone. I'll be, I'll be in the link watching my birds. So I'm fired up for that. And I'm, I can't, Oh my God. I know we're going to tailgate. I'm so excited. Fired up for the tailgate. And me, <sighs> me and our, me and our, our good friend, Mr. Lucas are going to, or Mr. Lucas, uh, uh, he's going to kill me because I'm missing. I, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, but he and I are going to come back, watch the game. We'll have a nice little mandate um, while you guys are in the stadium. But yeah, I mean the tailgate, the tailgate scene, the first tailgate yeah, is always fantastic. You've never done it like in financial field. I'm sure if you, it's probably great for all of your teams. We've all seen Bill's mafia and how fantastic that looks. If are you're, we referring to Lucas as in our friend, Lucas? Yeah, that's why I was. That's it's, why I was. Yeah, I, he can correct me, but I believe it's uh, Migliorino. Migliorino, okay. You yeah. can ask him though on Sunday, but I'm not. Luke, Luke Mig is his is his it's, social it's media Mig. handles. But speaking of that, go follow us Twitter Thunder BLG Thunderblog Sports Instagram and Facebook, all that good stuff. But one I did want to mention: uh, always fun to watch the football version of the Duke UNC rivalry. Duke, of course, ruining UNC's season last year. Surprising that it's coming in September, um, but you know, always fun to watch, and it's funny to have that uh, a, a great college basketball rivalry on the gridiron. But uh, yeah, kind of it, kind of disappointing that it's a little early. Disappointing for both teams after having a couple up years, but kind of epitomizes this week on a weird, weird Saturday, the fourth Saturday of September, as the SEC likes to name them. But I think that's going to do it for us, Matt. That is going to wrap it up. But we'll be All back right. next week. I know. Oh, we'll always be, we'll be here. You know, we'll always be here, and look out for the uh, the return of the bullpen cart. Our baseball show been uh, out for the last couple of weeks. Greg and I were going to try to do a live one while he was here in Philly, but I uh, I was a little too tired last Friday once he got here, and then was in Chicago, like I mentioned. But look out for that. That should come out probably Monday night. I want to thank, but that'll do us for football. Matt, thank you as always. Always a fun time with you, my friend. Never a problem.
looking forward to it. You know what, maybe I'll have to jump in back into the little baseball action as we drive towards the playoffs. It's too bad Hoskins can't jump in there. Oh. Our boy oh. Rice Roning. <laughs> uh, anyway. But uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. For my man, Matty D, this is the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, Matty D, DeStefano. Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.